All right, guys, welcome to episode 85 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Eva Castro. And this week, we talk about Scream. We talk about Tom Segura at the, door, at the D-Pack, not the D-E-Pack. <laughs> uh, we, we talk about uh, Always Sunny, Search Party, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, giant gaming acquisition, and then eventually, mm-hmm. we come around to facing our demons. But first... <laughs> <laughs> start with some things we've been watching mm-hmm. um i'll let you start uh okay. this week okay yeah so um i got three things but i'll probably do like you know talk one and then maybe just speed run the other two depending on okay. how much time how it's looking um but uh the main thing i saw this week was scream um the 20 oh, i guess we got this year 2022 it's um not a sequel it's like a legacy sequel which i'll explain in a little bit and even talk about it but um you know it has some of the original cast coming back and then you know a new batch of young like actors in high school and stuff like you know the new high school characters and stuff um remind me have you have you seen the first scream or any of the sequels or I have not uh, okay so this i one's... feel like the only thing i know about them is that like the first one i've heard is just like a classic Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I heard the second one was pretty good, and everything after that was like, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's totally right. I mean, I, the first one I've seen easily, you know, dozens and dozens of times. I, you know, I watch it every time it's on TV. It, it's a good sort of a Halloween movie, and it's a good sort of you know, like if you have people over and you want to just put on like a scary movie that's like not too scary or not too serious, you can watch that one. Um, but anyways, yeah. So this is one. This is the first sequel in eleven years. And it was pretty good. I, I liked it a lot. I, I think it's um, so like all of them are very uh, all the movies are very um, self-referential and they're like meta. They like know that they're or they're they're like you know if we were in a horror movie this would happen right? But they are right and they're in that movie. Right. Um, and so this is you know continues that. Um, and so I'll start kind of like just overview and then I'll go into like what I really liked to overview. Like I I you know the kills were great. And I've said before that the best part of like a good horror movie, like Halloween Kills, is kind of like the the mini the mini movies and the scenes that ramp up, right? Like you know, somebody gets a phone call and they look around and they're like, "Oh shit!" Right? Like that. Those are the best right. parts of the movie, right? And this one delivers. It's got great scenes like that. It's got great characters. Um, it's not too long. The old characters feel. Mm, they feel a little kind of not tacked on, but they feel less. Um, gen- or like this naturally added than something like Creed or The Force Awakens or even the you know the Halloween the one that just came out from a couple of yeah, years back. Um, it f- this feels a lot more like they did that because they had to. But um, but yeah, so that's what I, I you know I liked about the movie. But what I really liked is that halfway through the movie 
they have like a scene where they're all sitting maybe like a third of the way through the movie they'll have a scene where they're all like sitting down talking about the murders and stuff and they're like well you see if this was a movie like the you know like the previous incidents in this town this is probably the legacy sequel or like the re what is it the re-sequel like it's not a reboot because then the audience would hate it but it's also not a sequel because you know it's been so long so you bring in some of the old characters and then you you introduce new ones and, and you know they, they are basically talking about the movie that they're in right mm-hmm. and they're like you know you know everybody's done it i mean you know ghostbusters um halloween you know, like i said um what was it? i said the rocky and said even freaking star wars has done it and I was just cracking up. And those are the best parts of the movie where it's like self-aware, and including the 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 finale where it talks about, or, or the finale where the, the you know you find out who the murderer is and who the killer is this time around, and their motives are very interesting. Um, but yeah, I had a great time. I really really liked it. Um, but like I said, unlike those other ones, this is one where I feel like those older characters feel the most tacked on. They don't feel as naturally integrated as the other one, the other examples, like you know, like Creed or Star Wars. Right, right. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it fits right in. I would say, I said it on my little, you know, I did the little Instagram reviews. I said it was the best one since the first one, and I still think that's true. I, I, I you okay. know, I said I've seen the first one dozens and dozens and dozens of times. I probably, probably have only seen two, maybe like once, like, like decades ago, and then three once, then two, and then I don't even think I saw four, but I've heard it's okay. And I, you know, I watched the kill count for four. But um, as far as I know, in terms of that one, I think this is the best one since number two, or like since you know the first one. Um, so I totally recommend it if you're a horror movie fan. It's um, I would say it's it's violent and it's bloody, but it's not like it's not Halloween Kills. It's not supremely violent. It's it's like you know right on about on par with the first one. I know some people sometimes now think that just because the sequel it has to be bloodier, and you know nowadays that they can do. Like, you know, somebody's face being ripped off or, like, some something super, you know, violent like that. But this that's not really the case uh, here. It's it's much more um, a return to uh, to sort of, like, that original horror movie. Oh, oh, they also, oh, this is really good, too. They, they also sort of um, make fun of, like, elevator horror. Like, you know, the, the, I don't know if you know, like, the, you know, the killer kills people, but he calls them first. And he's like, hey, what's your scary movie, right? Or what's your favorite right, scary right. movie? And... Um, for this one, he calls like the first girl and he's like, what's your favorite scary movie? And she goes, Oh, the Babadook. And he goes, what is that? And he goes, Oh, you know, just elevated horror. You know, it's like horror, but with like themes and, and serious, you know, uh, thought provoking ideas and stuff. And he's like, that sounds a little boring or something. Right. <laughs> and so basically it was fun out people at that. And then he's like, you know, have you heard of stab and like stab it. So in the scream movie universe, they make a movie based on the murders of the first one called stab, which ends up being scream in the scream universe, but they call it stab. And so he says, you know, have you ever seen the stab movies? And he's like, no, and, you know, I'm about to test you so that, you know, if you're, if you don't answer your friend dies and she's like, no, no, don't ask me about that. Ask me about, you know, the witch or hereditary or <laughs> it follows. I don't know those shitty slasher movies. And so I, I did enjoy that, that, you know, it sort of goes, you know, it basically just goes like, hey, like, there's nothing wrong with being junk food horror. Not everything has to be this, like, you know, Jordan Peele shit. Right. Um, so I did enjoy that a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good time. I think if, if, if you're a fan of, of, of the Scream movies, definitely check it out. And if you like horror movies in general, check it out. Awesome. I mean, like, I've never seen any of the Scream movies, but, like, really anything. Like, I'm always... Like, when... What's it? Is it Halloween Kills was the the first uh, 
one that came out again. I don't really know how to explain that. Like the, the because there's the original, then there's all yeah. the sequels, and mm-hmm. then like the next set of movies that came out. Though the ones that just been, came out like recently, the yeah, there's been latest, two of yeah. those, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the yeah the first one was uh, Halloween. Just straight, it was just called Halloween. That's probably why they called this one Scream. But this one's just Halloween, and that was in 2018. And then this past year, what 2021, okay. they did um, Halloween Kills. Okay, so with Halloween, um, I, I guess it's always, uh, again, having never seen that movie, like whenever something can get brought back and everyone's like, that was actually good. It's like always like a breath of fresh air. You're like, oh, that's nice. They're not just fucking hammering down on this thing. That, like They don't just keep trying to bring back this IP and failing over and over again. Um, yeah. Because yeah. that happens too. <laughs> <laughs> no and and you know kind of like how we've talked about in the past about how you know these days like the reason that those kind of elevated horror movies are so popular now or that you can make them is because it's so easy to make a good movie now i think this is the easiest it's ever been to make a really good movie which is kind of surprising why you know when you see a shit movie you're like how is this possible these days right like i was telling you i was watching the kill counts for the friday the 13th movies and literally two through like six are like unwatchable right like only like some of them have like some good scenes but for the most part it's like just bottom of the barrel like direct to dvd trash right right but now you know it's it's like hard to make a shitty movie right so now you know like you said like when they come in and they bring in like these older ideas of these older characters these people not only are they talented the ones that are making them now but also they have seen how to make it work from other movies, right? They know how to do it from Creed or from, you know, The Force Awakens, right? Right. Um, and so they don't have, you know, it's just easier for them to make it click. Um, shit, I was going to say something about bringing people back, and I forgot. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's, it's like, it's like, oh, it's nice, but it's like, you know, these guys have it down to, like, a science. They're pretty much MC... It, it, everything's been MCU-ified, right? Where, like... You know how to make things click. You know how to bring them in. You know how it's like, do just enough to make it, people go, oh, I remember that, but not so much that people go, oh, okay, all right. Right. All right, calm down. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I feel like a good comparison, just because I'm familiar with it, is uh, sports. Like, like basketball, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? Or how, I'm trying to like repackage this, but like like you said, like it's easy to make a good movie now, right? Yeah. Which like I it's I'm not saying it's easy to be an NBA player, but what I am saying is that like if we compare basketball players now to like old NBA players, like old NBA players, I mean I think I think you could probably find. A solid amount of D1 athletes that could compete in the NBA. Like, just D1 athletes now that could compete in the NBA in the 60s. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's it's just, like, much like, you know, it's the skills are just better in basketball across the board. The skills are better in movie making across the board. Like, I think, I think generally speaking, I mean, you still have some people that can put together some garbage. But... You you still got some Westbrooks out there, but <laughs> you, you, I think the general baseline of a, a good or bad movie maker is much higher than it used to be. Oh yes, and, and uh, so I think I think that's kind of what we're seeing. You know what I mean? Like it's the natural evolution of 
filmmaking, which is that, like, if nothing else, you've seen a bunch of people who are great at it do it for a very long time. And so you're like, okay, I can... Someone else has practiced enough for you. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Not to say you don't have to practice to be good at something, but, like, where you're starting from is much higher than it was when, you know, Steven Spielberg started. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. And, like, exactly. every once in a while you still get visionaries, right? Like, you get somebody, like... Off the top of my head, I'm just going to go with, like, Jordan Peele is a more contemporary version of, like, someone being able to put together, like, really almost kind of bring horror back a little bit. I mean, I don't want to say it was dead, but, like, he certainly gave it a little more, like, an air to it. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, this is to be respected. This isn't just for, like, shitty slasher, gory shit. You know what I mean? Like, we can can do stuff with it. And then immediately after fucking Get Out, I feel like... I started seeing a bunch of them, and people were like, oh, these are good. Yeah. Um, no, I, I totally agree. Somewhere, like, in the early 2010s, it became super easy to, like, make, like, really good versions of these, right? Like, I remember... Actually, you know, Cabin Peter in the Woods is probably the first one, right? Like, I feel like... Yeah, it's, like, one of the sudden, first, yeah. I mean, 2012, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, like, you know, back then, like, you know, if you remember, like, you know... In those in the twenty tens, I mean, I, I like the Grudge and I like the Ring, right? Like they're fine, right? But like, that's the kind of paranormal like if you wanted activity. to do a horror movie, Paranormal Activity, right? If you want to do a horror movie, like that's kind of what you did, right? You'd be you'd do like a shitty Annabelle or like what's another good one? Uh, I can't even remember, right? Like, but you'd be like, oh, it's the new Friday movie, right? Forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, you'd go see it. It'd be like a couple of ah, jump scares, right? And then it'd be like, oh, that was, yeah, that was fine. It was fine, seven dollars. Let's go, you know eat dinner or something right like right. that's it like that's the extent of what horror was right yeah yeah you said you had a couple breakthrough right yeah like the ring like you know even the grudge even though it's not great um but then like you said you know right around like oh you no know, paranormal activity but then right around like you said like 2012 you know and the conjuring in 2013 and then like it follows like in the babadook i think in 2014 so it's like that time right there and it it just led to what we have now which is this explosion of really awesome great horror that we've talked about you know for the past year and a half now that we've been doing it now we have you know we have the lighthouse hereditary um what's the other one uh midsummer uh malignant you know we have all of these horror movies now that are you know Pretty much all of them are rated fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I know that's not the end-all, be-all, but it's pretty much like a consensus as to most people agreeing that they're, quote, quote, good, solid movies, right? Right. It's funny because, like, before, like you said, like, early on, right, with those movies, you just, like, you'd walk out and you'd be like, that was spooky, or, like, that was scary, and that'd be the end of it, right? And you'd be like, all right, right. time to go do the other thing. Bro, I watched Hereditary. I was, like, going online. I was like, what the fuck does some of this stuff mean? Like, did I, like, like yeah, what did I miss? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you were doing none of that with any of those other movies, right? <laughs> right, like, exactly. You weren't out here looking up to see what the fuck was going on with Paranormal Activity. You're like, yeah, right. no, there's a ghost in the house. There you got it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And so, yeah, and I feel like now, it, it, that was that wave crashed and i think now we're seeing something different right i think with Mm -hmm. with the the halloween 2018 and then now with this i think if 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 it wasn't for the litigation hell that is the friday 13th rights and jason rights i think we would have gotten one of those easily you know in the past two years right like i'm surprised Mm -hmm. that like if i'm them if i own them the the rights to well 
it's tricky because one one person owns the rights to the Friday the Thirteenth, and another one owns the rights to like Jason. So it's a fucking mess. Um, but <laughs> how does that even happen, bro? Exactly, dude. I'm like, <laughs> but if that even like if I'm them, I'm like, look look at how much like I, I I've said before. I was like, Halloween. 2018, as radar movie, opened to $80 million. Halloween Kills opened to 60 as a fucking ridiculously violent radar movie during a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not pocket change, right? Like, they're like one of the only few movies making money these days. And then Scream, just this weekend, you know, it opened in January, fucking dead month, opened to 35 mil over the week holiday weekend, right? So it's like... If I'm the Jason guys, I mean, I would say, you know, you know, I love Michael Myers is awesome. And I think people really like him. I, but in my mind, you know, he's kind of like Triple H, whereas in my mind, Stone Cold and The Rock are Freddie and Jason. Right. So, right. like, if I'm them, I'm like, what am I doing to get Jason out like as soon as possible and get just like a nice, solid just continuation of it? Right. Because I think what we're seeing now is like, all right. So I feel like they moved away from like these legacy IPs that were just kind of floundering. Right. Yeah, they moved away from started like trying to come up with these like real more nuanced ideas, and then I think these two examples are like somebody being like, "All right, so you know, a lot of time has passed. We've gotten much better at making movies and telling stories. Now let's take this, let's take the fact that we've gotten better at this, and bring back some of these old legacy IPs." So I think that like, much as you said, like it's easy to make a good movie now, and I think that now it's that it's easier to make a good movie they're like fuck we can like we can make these good again and it's not that hard like i like they looked at fucking the halloween movies and like i don't know what the fuck we were doing like we did the first one i don't remember if the second one was good but then they're like i don't know what the fuck we did with all the rest of them we were bugging but let's start making these good again. so like, right it's like what happens if we put effort and money into these <laughs> hmm. right um i do think it's interesting though because um so he mentions they, they actually mentioned this in Scream twenty like this new Scream, and he says you know reboots you know Ghostface the thing that's hard about I mean they're literally talking about the movie themselves they're like the, the thing about making a movie about Ghostface is that you can't do it because you can't have it without bringing back legacy characters because you can't have Michael Myers without Laurie Stroud without Jimmy Lee Curtis like they're right. saying that right because to Nev Campbell who's back from the original right. And so I think that helps it a lot. But I think Freddy and Jason don't have that. I think the closest one is probably, you know, Freddy has, um, I think her name was Nancy from the first one. But even then, she's not like a big name, right? Like if you go, we're bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis, the star of the original. People go, oh shit, right? We're bringing back Nev Campbell, who's not huge, but people go, oh, that's a girl from Scream, right? Right. So, but I don't think Jason has that, right? There's no like equivalent to him, like like a human character that's popular. So I would say that's like the one thing that, probably prevents people him from really being like the the horror king right right um but um but yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens yeah i mean maybe they'll come maybe they'll maybe they'll cash in at some point like they they should but i feel like anytime you end up in those kind of scenarios where like those rights get super complicated it's like all fucking it's just such a disaster like there's some gaming characters that are like that and it's like dog those shits are gone like uh, you're never (laughs) seeing those again um which i actually uh let's try and put a fucking note on that and we'll come back to that in a minute Um, oh yeah but uh so that's that's something you watched recently Um, yeah so uh i mentioned i think it was actually two weeks ago maybe, mm-hmm. 
Um, but uh, I went and saw Tom Segura at the Durham Performing Arts Center, and um, I gotta say it was like really good. It was I was first of all it was much quicker than I thought it was, um, which actually wasn't like a negative for me. Um, yeah, it was one I, opening I, I, act. Yes. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say no. I, I know what you mean. Like. Um... We went to see Ali Wong a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, they have the you know the opening act, and then you see her act, right? But it doesn't feel like an hour, right? Like, she goes out there, does her bits, and you're laughing, you're into it. And then before you know it, she's like, well, that's, you know, how you make pancakes. Thank you, Durham. Good night. And you're like, wait, what? Like, huh? Like, it just started. <laughs> right. It just doesn't feel long at all. But sorry, continue. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, so, yeah, I think it... Fuck, I already forgot. The show either started at 8 or 8.30. Mm-hmm. Um... And I, I really can't remember. Anyways, uh, it might have been eight. Um, we got there. Uh, it started like maybe like five, ten minutes late. Like it was not late at all. Um, and so we went in there. Um, the, we had his opening act. I, I didn't obviously time. The fucking opening act. And I had no way to check my phone because when we got there, woman was like, like, they were, they were super adamant. Like, as you were coming in, they were like, absolutely no phones. And I was like, well, that makes sense because I've heard that comedians, like, part of, a, like, what I've heard from comedians, like, as they talk about it is, like, a lot of these jokes aren't great or, like, come out more crass than they want them to as they're working on them. So, like, I've heard, like, comedians have a problem with, like, people recording their stuff when they first start writing the joke. Because, like, some things just don't come off right. And it's because they're trying to figure out how to put it together, right? They're trying to figure out the most optimal way to put this language together for it to make a laugh. And sometimes you fuck it up and you just kind of sound like an asshole. So, I was like, oh, that's probably all it is, right? But then as, like, we're walking in, I hear this woman that's working at Durham say to somebody, like, um... Yeah, no phones. Thanks, Netflix. And I was like, hold on. Are you telling me he's recording tonight? <laughs> like, so so I, maybe the one that's going to be on Netflix is in the Durham Performing Arts Center? Um, I don't know. But uh, either way, so I had no way to like look and see how long the first guy was. But it was a guy named Jeff Tate. He was solid. Um, and then uh, Tom Segura came on right after. He did, if I had to take a guess, probably hour, hour 15. And then... He was done, and it was great. I mean, like, I love comedy specials. Kaylin's kind of iffy on them. Um, like, when... So, I don't know if she's lying to me. But, like, we'll watch a comedy <laughs> special on Netflix, and I will be laughing, and she will not laugh the whole time, right? Like, she's mm-hmm. not, like... If I look at her, she's not, like, pissed off. She's just, like, watching it. Like, she's watching right, right. a comedy special the way that I would look watching fucking loki and i'm like what are you doing like, <laughs> like what is <laughs> happening right now and then at the end she'll be like i liked it and i'll be like i don't know if you did because i feel like you would have laughed out loud if you liked it um but at the comedy show like i like audibly heard her laugh and i was like okay things are going well like <laughs> I, think it's just, I mean it's just a different atmosphere when you're actually there you know what i mean like right everybody that is there is there because they want to laugh you know what i mean um the opener, though, had an amazing joke, which is that he was like, he was like, I used to watch The Walking Dead and wonder how are there so few people? Like, mm-hmm. who is out here 
just walking around getting bitten all the time. Like, there should be way more people, like, to avoid these zombies. Yeah. He's like, and then, you know, like, we had a we had a pandemic, and now I'm like, there are way too many fucking people alive still. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, like, talking, like, in reference to The Walking Dead. He was like, the CDC says that you need to wear long sleeves and a turtleneck, and people are like, I can't breathe in a turtleneck. <laughs> he said, it's only scoot necks or DVs, or I don't go outside. Um, <laughs> shit crazy. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, he uh, was great. But- I was gonna say, going back to your point about being in, in like a crowd, like yeah, like you know, it just it just sounds better. Like you know, everybody, you know, everybody likes. I don't know. It's I always like being in that situation. Like I went to a comedy club. I've only been to a comedy club once years ago. Um, and the girl I was seeing at, at the time, she was like, "Let's go." And I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever, fine, whatever." And, I, and from my mind, I was like, "It's just like local shit. Like it doesn't. It's not gonna be funny because it's like, you know, it's not like, I don't know." Like Louis C.K. or right. something stupid like then or whatever fucking shit I was listening to then. And so then we go, right? And it's like it's like the funniest thing ever. It's like the greatest time I ever had, right? Like it's right. like it was funny. Like the intro, the intro was funny. Like everybody, I was like, these guys are all awesome. And it's like, you know, when you're in the mood and you get a couple of drinks and you know, and you're like around people who are laughing and they crack jokes at people in the stand in the in the, in the fucking like seats and stuff. Like just being in that atmosphere. Um, just makes it better, right? Or just makes it, f- I don't know, somehow funnier than if you were just at home watching it by yourself. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it was great. Uh, as far as the venue, the Durham Performing Arts Center is actually, like, really nice. Um, I got, I, I got like, slightly worried um, on the way there because I noticed that the tickets we had were, like, it said uh, uh, Obscured View, and I was like, oh, no. And then, like... I was, like, looking, and then I looked at a picture of the, like, uh, the theater or auditorium mm-hmm. or whatever you would call it. Um, yeah. And I was, like, looking at it, and I was, like, I don't even see where there would be any, like, obstructions. Like, I don't even know how there's an obstruction anywhere. And then, like, right. we got there, and it was just, like, a little plexiglass thing, like, so when people walk down the steps, they don't, like, tip over and fucking fall <laughs> into the row below them. And I was, like, oh, this isn't bad at all. <laughs> it's, like, an obscure, I mean... Yeah. Maybe if somebody falls over, it'll screw my shit. But yeah, no, yeah, that's a great venue, and I love. It. I always love it because it's like there's one here in Raleigh that's like. I'll t- well, I'll tell you a funny story about what it's called. But anyway, there's one here in Raleigh, and it's like sort of flat. It's like stadium seating, mm-hmm. and then it's like a, like a higher level, but just like super flat. So it's like you get super far. It's like super deep. Whereas Deepak, you know, it's like low first level down there, but the levels above it are all like pretty much stacked on top of each other, right? They're like right. very like, and you can see everything, even if you're like way in the back. Um, but the one in Durham here, or the one here in Raleigh, is called the Duke Energy Performing Arts Center. Okay. And so one time, I had a friend was telling me that her friend, her mom, her her mom and some friends were like all shitty, and they were like, or they were like drunk because they were out like going, having like a ladies' night or some shit, and they were gonna see like either a show or like a comedian or something. And they get to the <laughs> the do the Duke Energy Performing Arts Center. And they're like, hi, we're here for the show. And then they're like, um, ma'am, this is for the Durham Performing Arts Center, not the Duke Energy Performing Arts Center. It's the wrong D. It's like the D-Pack. You're, this is D-E-Pack. You want D-Pack. And so they're like, oh, my God. And so they fucking had to Uber from Raleigh all the way to Durham because they were at the wrong location. <laughs> that's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, no, that's great. Um but yeah, anyways, I mean, I had a yeah. super great time. That that That's was like awesome. a really solid time. Super happy because that was a Christmas gift. Um, 
awesome Christmas gift. Uh, just a great time all together. Yeah, and I, and I love that venue. Um, I've only, like I, I think I said last time, I, I, I realize now that I've been three times. I went to see Book of Mormon, but that was fine. But we also had, like, the last row. So it was kind of, I, I wish I would have, I wish for a, com- a comedian that's fine because you just have to hear them, right? And right. even if you see them far away, you can, you, you just, and they put, you know, they put, they just have screens up, right? Where you can no, see they that. did not. They didn't? Okay, maybe this one was different. Maybe I'm misremembering. But anyways, the comedian is different. But when you're watching like a show, like a musical, you want to see up close and see people's expressions and shit. Right. And that was a little bit difficult with um, Book of Mormon. So I saw that. I, saw, I went to see Trevor Noah, and I saw Ali Wong. Um, and we were actually going to go see um, Les, Mis- Les Mis, Les Miserables. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was literally the Friday when like COVID shit hit the fan. And they literally canceled it like day of. Like yeah. we were ready to go, and we were, they were like, "Actually, um, we have to cancel due to the uh, pandemic that's going on." And so we're like, "Okay." I mean, we were probably not even going to go, but yeah. And so then, um, but yeah, no, yeah, that's a great space. I I, I love going there. Yeah. So um, for me, uh, comedy shows are definitely on the menu. It's something that I want to go see more often. And mm-hmm. uh, that venue is also, like I said, just super nice venue. So anything that's there definitely will get like an eye. Um, but yeah, uh, what else have you watched or done recently? Yeah, so I have uh, two more shows, both comedies, um, and then I just started a new one. So, uh, well, I just started one today, and I just watched the first episode, which I'll talk you know, maybe next week or maybe the week after. But it's called Station Eleven. Okay. And it's like, um, it's sort of like a post. I know it's a post-apocalyptic thing, kind of like you know it's a they it's like civilization who's like trying to like find out like art and like maintaining their humanity and their hope through like the end of the world 20 years later mm-hmm. uh, but the first episode the reason i want to mention it real quick is because the first episode is like the night that the virus sort of takes off okay and it's you follow these two characters this guy and then this little girl who he's sort of been charged to take under his wing and stuff and he's like buying groceries and he's like we gotta hold up and like you see like people at the hospitals and they're being overrun and shit and just watching that i tweeted out i was like just watching this because it's on hbo i was like just watching this knowing that the kind of budget that this had i can't fucking wait for the last of us show it's gonna be so good (laughs) it's gonna be so fucking good dude because i know that this had you know it has you know has a sort of normal hbo budget Mm -hmm. but knowing that they gave the last of us like grand theft Theft um game of thrones money Mm -hmm. man i was like (laughs) i I, the episode ended and like it's like this i I love that like right i love like that when the virus goes bad that that tense like those moments like in you know um, world war z or i am legend so just watching those scenes or that episode i was like like this is awesome dude this is really cool but ooh, when they do that scene just in austin <laughs> yeah when they do that first hour of the, of the video game yeah. oh when they're escaping the city because <clears throat> like so people are dying in the episode right and they're like all at the hospital and like the girl that tells the main character she's like hey look like this isn't like what you think it is don't believe the news hole up somewhere because this is it like this is the end right and um she's at the hospital and like people are like it's like packed and people are panicking and like she walks outside to get some fresh air and they're like the the parking lot is full of cars and there are people with their kids in their arms like please help us (laughs) right Uh terrifying but i was like now imagine if as soon as those people die, they come back as fucking fungus monsters. Oh my god, dude, it's gonna be so good. I I can't wait. It's it's if it if it I, it was on our list in terms of most anticipated for this year, right? I think either I think you, so. maybe we might have mentioned it, but dude, like if it's bad, like 
I don't know what I'm going to do because <laughs> it's, I, I, I mean, just, it's weird. Cause like I was excited for it, of course, because I love the last of us and you know, the last of us two more importantly, but, or even more, but I was like, eh, we'll see about the show. But watching this and watching what they can do with this, with this budget on HBO, I was just like, man, it's going to be fucking sweet. <laughs> Can't wait, dude. Can't wait. Um, Can't wait. But yeah. They're filming for so fucking long. Like they, they're filming for like, I think eight months. Yeah. Eight or nine months. It seems like it's I've, it's been in the works for forever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely excited oh, about that. Yeah. yeah sorry. So I, I started waiting for too long on a thing. I've watched one episode of, and I'll, I'll watch the rest, and maybe I'll be like, you know what, this is actually better than the last of us. <laughs> but um, the last few things, I uh, just I'll wrap up real quickly. Um, one is um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Finished its fifteenth season 15 um and it was eight episodes um and it's, it's just it's just like nice solid you know always sunny did you did you watch always sunny or are you like, I, i've really watched or... like some of it and at some yeah. point at some point i quit watching it as often and then just mm-hmm. never came back to it uh, okay so this season i would say is about it's not like the best ones right like the best ones i don't know if you remember the one where they try to leave philly and go on a trip and mm. she throws piss out the window, and they I have like the U haul. Oh, that's that's like the best one. That like the lethal weapon ones. Or you can't watch yeah, the lethal so weapon to... ones on Hulu. Oh, really? They took it. They took them out because <laughs> of the blackface. <laughs> that's so ridiculous. All right, so like my all right, I gotta like people consistently talk about like oh like they couldn't make the office if they made it nowadays, right? Because there's like some right. insensitive things, and like my my number one thing. Me personally, and I guess it's not really my place to say whether something's okay or not. But I feel like my logic is pretty sound. In that, like, to me, like, blackface is a problem when you're, like, he's wearing blackface to make fun of the fact that only someone that's the dumbest would wear blackface. Do you get what I'm saying? Right, right, yeah. Blackface in and of itself, like... It's a problem when used, like, on purpose. You know what I mean? Like, if right. he was actually trying to be a for, black guy, right. then it'd be different. But, like, right. he's doing right. it to be, like, we have a really stupid character. And just to show you how stupid this character is. Thinking that he can do that, yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, I don't think... And that's why, like, people talk about, like, stuff in the office sometimes. Like, all the, like, insensitive stuff that Michael Scott does. And I'm, like, yeah, but the whole point every time he does it is that you're supposed to be, like, wow... This guy's stupid. And so, like, I don't or, think anybody sure, would care. You know what I mean? Like, right. And it's even now, I mean, now, I mean, that, that was then 2005, right? Even now, bosses and, like, people in offices see the dumbest shit, right? right? Like, stuff that you go, fucking, gee. like, I remember at my old job, sometimes I would just be like, what the fuck are these people saying? Like, they, like, they, they some, I, I overheard some people in the, like, at the next, because it was like an open office right, sort of area. Somebody started talking about trans people, and I was like, "Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> These people they are fucking idiots, right?" So, like, I know what you mean. It's like they're not—they're not showing you. We're that not to playing say. along with it. You know what I mean? We're right, like right. Pointing so at so it, like, and be like, "Wow, that's ridiculous!" Like so. these people are among you. These people vote have the same amount of votes as you, right? Right. Like, like nobody's like, watching idiots. those episodes of Always Sunny and be like, "I think they're condoning blackface." <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fucking idiots that do crack and. Right, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of always so, sunny, that's about the time I was watching. Right when they they're like they meet the horse jockeys. They, yeah. they get oh yes. <laughs> they get addicted to crack. They yeah. The cereal. The he's one. eating cereal in the car. 
Um, uh, dude, you got you got to watch the Dennis System one. Have oh, the, yes, one? the Dennis System yes. is awesome. That's uh, the so like it, none of these episodes in season fifteen hit those highs. Like right. the Dennis System is like probably to, to my mind. The funniest 22 minutes on TV ever. Oh, my like, God. Like, it, Magnum Condom. From yeah, Magnum exactly. Condom, my monster he's dog. Like, he's like, uh, I have the Max system. And he's like... Right, moving after completion. And he comes by, he's like... It's a delicate ecosystem. He comes by, he's like, hurry up, I'm trying to get the scraps. And they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's taking like forever this time. <laughs> you should see him feast. He's like a mantis. And he does the... the <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, uh, and that he, it kills me that Dennis is so unaware, right? Like he has no uh, yes. idea that they're just <laughs> riding in his wake. I think is the wording he used. He's <laughs> like, "Are you guys here?" No, no. He says, "He's like, um, he's like, you guys banged him." He's like, "Um, no, we've been swimming in your wake." And <laughs> Uh, oh, and then at the end, he he flips the words. He's like, "Oh, drop my monster condom for my Magnum dong." <laughs> But anyway, it's the funniest 22 minutes on TV, like, ever, right? Like, it's, it, but that's, like, that's, like, oh, the wait. peak, and I think. Oh, God, I know, sorry, just, I know we're not just trying to recap that episode, but that's <laughs> the one that ends with him, them all fucking it up at the carnival, right? Yes, yeah, she, yeah. They stabbed oh, him they stabbed me with a key! <laughs> <laughs> and he, I didn't tell you to stab her, I told you to stab her! <laughs> and then he comes, he's like, no, you're doing it wrong! He's not supposed to knock and stab. <laughs> you got the HIV. <laughs> oh, the whole thing's a fucking mess. It's amazing. Uh, Frank, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no more thirds for Frankie. Seconds now. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! See, it's so fucking funny. Dude. That's, the whole god. episode is so good, and. It, and we, we didn't even, haven't even talked about the actual dentist system part, right? right. The actual letters yeah. and stuff. He's like, that's what men do. Yeah. And he's like riding the stool. And yeah. like, we certainly do. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So this season doesn't reach those heights, right? Cause I, but I would say it's like, if that's like 100, and like there have been some seasons where I, some episodes where I've just been like, ugh, like that wasn't like pretty, like kind of good at all. There was a little stretch where they weren't very good. Or they were just kind of like, eh. Well, if those are at 50, this is probably like the whole season probably at a 75. Okay. Right. Well, you get some pretty good laughs. You get some pretty good bits. Um, but, you know, it doesn't reach... None of them reach the heights of <clears throat> uh, those earlier, like, Dennis System era episodes, right? Right. Um, and say, but yeah, so if you're a fan, check it out. Like, that's the great thing about a sitcom, right? Is that you, you can... I can say, hey... Watch season 15, and you don't have to be like, well, what about one, you know, 11 through 13 or whatever? You can just jump right in, right? Right. And if you like them, you can go back, right? That's what's awesome about this. And that's what's awesome about them is that none of them have changed. They're the exact same monsters they've always been. And now you can just, like, you know, jump right back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, from one group of horrible people to another, the other show I watched was Search Party, mm-hmm. which I mentioned last year that I was watching, you know, or maybe earlier this year, I watched seasons one through four on HBO Max. This is the final fifth season. Um, and it was pretty good. I liked it. Um, and I think I mentioned before that each season goes in a completely different direction. So, like, season one was about finding the girl. Season two, the group accidentally murders somebody, and it's, like, this sort of paranoid thriller where they think they're going to be caught. Season three is, like, a court, like, a courtroom drama. Okay. Season four is, like... Um, I see like a kidnapping 
uh, scenario. And then season five, uh, this one deals with a cult. So, like, <laughs> each season is completely different, but it, it maintains it enough that you don't go, wait, what the fuck? Like, the characters are still, you know, horrible, sort of, it's pretty much, like, always sunny, but in New York, and a little bit more serious. Um, but I would say th- the series as a whole is definitely worth it. It's definitely funny. I really enjoyed it. The fifth season is fine. It doesn't really, like, it didn't really blow me away. I know some people really, really liked it, but I thought where it ended up was interesting, but I don't think I, you know, was, like, Wow, that was incredible. Um, but yeah, so that's on HBO Max. Oh, no, It's Always Sunny is on uh, Hulu. All right, sounds good. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about super briefly was mm-hmm. um, I still have not touched Persona 5 since I lost an hour and a half. I, <laughs> it's still on the menu, but I, I've just not worked up the gumption to come back to it. So in that uh, that you know uh, void there, uh, I've I've been I went back. Um, I played Ghost of Tsushima uh, before, which I think I talked about on this podcast. And um, when the PS5 version released, it released with an expansion called Iki Island. Um, and I had just never gotten around to playing it. I hadn't mm-hmm. bought the PS5 version. But um, I had a friend who bought the PS5 version. And he was telling me about it as he was playing through. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just spend... It was $30. It's 20 for the expansion mm-hmm. and 10 for the upgrade from PS4 to PS5. So I spent thirty bucks, got a whole expansion. The expansion was pretty good. I think the story. It's. I feel like the story was probably a little better, but we don't spend as much time on it because it's just an expansion. So I think, like, ultimately, like, it doesn't feel as good as the other one. But I, I think I felt better about the line the story took, like the beats of the story, the way the story flowed. Mm-hmm. It just was shorter so less significant um and but, uh, was this um is this is this kind of like um how is this presented in the game like so in horizon zero dawn there's like a uh, like a, fr- a frozen pack or something like that like it's like an extension where you get like different monsters and stuff but it's just added to like the top of the map it's like you get to the mountain ridge and they're like welcome to frozen chills or something right you know, oh shit and i remember the first time i accidentally did it i was like let me go back i'm gonna go down yeah go back to this later is that how they do this where it's like uh, you go back to the map and you're like oh shit it's new land or it's like a completely just like same same map but then just like a new story uh, no, it's a whole different section. So the way they do it is that um, Tsushima in this game is a large island, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is or a larger island. Um, and I think, based on what he told me, the guy that's also playing it, because he got the PS5 version, so it, it came with it. Um, mm-hmm. He, I think he told me, like, once Act 2 starts, it's technically open and you can go there. Um, and basically you go to this port on the island, mm-hmm. um, and you see, like, some people suffering from, like, hallucinations and stuff, and you're like, what is going on over here? And some Mongols come into the port, uh, they reference a, a new, um, bad guy, right? Like, a mm-hmm. new villain, um, called the Eagle, who has been, like, giving people some sort of, like, poison or, like brainwashing thing that you know causes people to like mentally break down mm-hmm. and they say that she's coming to the island and so your whole thing is like your character has lived on Tsushima his whole life and he's like even throughout the regular story it's like part of it's just like protecting his home and so he sees these people there's you know they're 
warning that the Eagles coming, and he's like, I, I need to go to Iki Island, where the Eagles at currently, to make sure that she can't make it to Tsushima, because if she makes it to Tsushima, it's a problem, right? You know what I mean? So that's like kind of how it plays, and it, it, it's a separate map entirely, but it's like, I'm trying to think, like, you literally can just fast travel between the two, like, super easy, there's no, like hoops to jump through to go back and forth it's just like its own little island off to the side um but yeah i I mean i think story-wise i think it's like pretty decent um there there was a decent amount to do they added some stuff uh i was pretty happy with it like i said for 30 bucks it gave me a lot more to do in that game and really the expansion was 20 you know what i mean so like for 20 bucks i mean it was it was it was plenty um oh yeah i would say it's definitely worth it um obviously if you haven't bought that game yet ghost of tsushima it's just it's included in that in that director's cut Mm. um so i i would again recommend that director's cut to anybody um and then i just recently started new game plus on it Mm -hmm. just to see if they added any new stuff in new game plus and they went bananas in new game plus i had no idea um and then lastly there's a multiplayer like co-op mode called legends Mm-hmm. Uh, and once my friend gets caught up in the story and finishes it, me and him are going to try that and see how it is. Nice. But, um, awesome. As of I, now, I, do, I don't have any reviews of that. I do want to play it. I'm just, you know, I'm still on Odyssey, still on Assassin's Creed. So oh, anyway, I am at 110 hours. 110 hours into Odyssey. That is, and I'm still... that is what I'm at. Uh, that's what I was at when I finished Ghost of Tsushima and the expansion, and that was also with me... I got everything you could get. Like, if it's not new game <laughs> exclusive, I got. I, dude, I'm still. I still. I'm, I'm almost done in terms of exploring the map. I went right at this point. I'm at a point where, in terms of my level, I know the story's almost done. So I'm like, sort of holding that off. I'm exploring the map. I'm gonna clear everything out and then do as many missions as I can. And then, like, I, after the because there's like you know maps are grayed out, right? You gotta go yeah. there and then it opens up. So I'm, I got like two islands left. Once I get there, I'm just gonna run through run straight through the story i have a month i'll have 28 days no 29 days before uh horizon forbidden west comes out Ooh, yeah and so i gotta get it done or i gotta i want to finish it i don't want to fin- not have the story done because i'm like fuck like i can't i can't not you know i can't leave it like that right especially after spending so much time on it right so yeah so i got 29 days to fucking finish this goddamn game once and for all <laughs> um and the thing is, so, like, you know, when I started back in October, I was like, oh, you know, like, a month or two. I probably spent as much time on here as I did on Days Gone, which I think was, like, 50 hours, right? Right. But I was like, you know, I'll just, I'll be done soon, right? And then I'll be, I'll, I'll have plenty of time between when I finish this and Forbidden West to, like, play something else. Nope. Nope. This is taking <laughs> over. And I'm fucking addicted. I love it so much. I play, you know, every day I'm like, just like, oh, let's hear it. There I go killing again. I've killed easily 10,000 people. Easily. Oh, that's I am in Ghost of Tsushima. Bro, just to be clear, one of the... Alright, so there's like... There's so many different ways to play Tsushima a little bit. And like, I have... Uh, like, different outfits give you different buffs. And like, I, I have different builds. I have... I have a build that's just straight up like, here I go killing again. I have, mm-hmm. bro, I have a build that's called the Don't Mind Me build. That's what I call it. Because mm-hmm. I like, there's like traveler gear and it doesn't give you any combat bonuses. But like, it clears like the fog on the map. It clears like mm-hmm. a 60% larger area as you go through. Um, 
it like vibrates if there's a collectible nearby and something else. Like there's something else it does. I can't remember what, but like my whole thing in that gear is like, I need to wear that when I'm going place to place to clear the map. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like all the charms and like buffs I put on it are just for enemies to not notice me. So like my, and like he's wearing like just gear that would be like comfy to travel in, but you have to have a sword. So like I found a sword that looks like a practice wooden sword. And so I'm like, this mm -hmm. is my don't mind me build. Like, as I'm riding by, I'm just like, don't mind me. I'm just keeping it moving. Like, I'm not the guy that's murdered thousands and thousands of Mongols. Just don't mind me. Like, that's, <laughs> like I have a whole build of, like, equipments and attachments to just be like, just don't look at me when I ride by. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's all sorts of nonsense. But, yeah, no, I've easily killed so many people. And then um, the attachments are basically called charms in this game. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the charms that's only available in New Game Plus just makes everything bloodier, and I was like, "Well, I guess that's got to go on one of them." <laughs> it was like the first little like kill I did; like blood was everywhere, and I was like, "I kind of like it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is that good shit. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, I've killed so many people. I've just indiscriminately <laughs> murdered so many people. I, fucking a Mongol, like Assassin's Creed, was like peak my version of this of just being like ridiculous because it didn't add anything really but like assassin's creed like if i walk by and like a guard like bumps me he's like hey watch it over there i'm like everybody's dead everybody here's dead you shouldn't touch me like <laughs> should just kept it moving but you shoved me and now you have to die for it um so like i just yeah i can only imagine 110 hours of assassin's creed yeah how many people so you've many. murdered from the skies so many so many so fucking many <laughs> <laughs> and so many more to go um but uh but yeah so that's uh what i've been playing um very quickly we'll move to uh just while we're on the topic of games that microsoft mm -hmm. bought activision yeah which is for like 70 billion dollars yeah and somebody was saying it all like somebody like cash buy or something like that I was oh like, shit <laughs> fuck <laughs> Like, that's ridiculous. That's, like, so much money. Somebody tweeted out, they were like, if it seems like Xbox just woke up one day and they were like, oh, yeah, we got fuck you money. I'm just going to go out and buy Activision, right? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, like they, that's what they did with Bethesda, with Elder Scrolls and Fallout. They were just like, it's like somehow, right? So all of the Xbox One versus the PS4, right? Like, mm -hmm. and even PS3 and 360 a little bit. It's always been, like, PlayStation's, like, we actually have good exclusives. Like, Xbox has, like, Halo mm -hmm. and Gears of War. Gears of War. And that's the, it. What's the racing one? That's Forza. Like, yeah. That's it. Like, that's all we got. And PlayStation's over here, like, yeah, well, we got Uncharted. Uh, God, what's the name? God of War. God, of, We got Uncharted, God of War, Infamous, Final Fantasy, like we we we've got tons of it, right? Like we right, and right. they're all good. Everybody likes all of them. Um, now they're like, we got Spider Man, Last of Us, Horizon, Gran Turismo. You know what I mean? They're just fucking throwing punches. And it's like Microsoft has been trying to make exclusives and just been failing, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're like, oh look at this. Uh, there was one for when the Xbox One first came out called like Sunset Overdrive that people thought was going to turn into like a big IP. It did not. It did not work out at all. And it's like all of a sudden Microsoft woke up and they're like, we have way more money than Sony. They're like, they were like, you know, our consoles don't necessarily make us more money, 
but we have so much more money. So why are we trying to sit here and make exclusives? We'll just fucking buy things. And they were like, uh, fucking Bethesda, we'll take all of your franchises. Those are ours now. Right. Activision, we'll take all that. That's ours now. <laughs> it's like the fucking Batman shit where he's like, how did you buy that house? And he's like, oh, I bought the bank. And it's like, oh, I get it because he's so rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, in terms of whether that's good or bad, um, I think it's basically bad overall, right? And mm-hmm. I don't even just mean that, like, I think it's definitely bad for Sony. It's, like, not not great. It's not what right. you want to happen. Um, uh, Activision, I think Phil Spencer, who works for Microsoft in the Xbox, like, gaming department or whatever, said that they are still going to continue to release Call of Duty on PlayStation. Um, right. He conveniently did not mention Overwatch or Diablo or anything like that. He yeah. was like, "We are committed to bringing PlayStation to or Call of Duty to PlayStation. We're gonna bring the we're, we're, we're gonna file this under the Scraps Division." Yeah. So the thing is, is that like, I knew that's what they would do. Like, I, I was talking to my friends. I was like, I think there's just too much money in Call of Duty on its oh, own absolutely. for them to just cut off one half of their fan base. Like, oh, it, absolutely, they're not gonna do that. But I was like. Because uh, another person was like, I don't think they're going to touch any of their existing IPs. They're just like, any any new things that Activision makes. No. Or Blizzard no, makes. No. I was like, no, you're foolish. Like, no, because it, it's like, it's like, it's like uh, you know, imagine like a chart, right? There's like an X, right? And a certain line on the X, it's like, you know, it makes it worth it to, you know, keep releasing them on two, Call of Duty, because that'll make you more money. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other one, it's like, no, but we want people to buy it. Our consoles, right. right? So there's like, it's like a line where it's like your franchise is either above the, you know, how much money you make me line, and there's some where it's just below it, right? So something right. like Diablo, it's like, oh, you play Diablo on PS5? Fuck you. Yeah. Buy an Xbox, whatever, X, S, X plus, whatever, box. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I think like on that scale, it's bad for Sony. Yeah. Um, oh, it, what I was going to say is that like, Another one of my friends said, like, they said the same thing when they bought Bethesda. They were like, we're not going to touch any legacy titles. And then someone else, it wasn't like somebody that worked for the company, but, like, people, it was like somebody well-connected to the industry. They were like, look, Microsoft did not just spend X amount of dollars to buy Bethesda just to not make them exclusives. (laughs) Like, by that point, like... They did not spend $70 billion on Activision to just not get any exclusives out of it. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason they paid for it. Um, And they have, you know, the Game Pass now. And my brother loves Game Pass. Like, he's one of the 25 million that are signed up for it, and he fucking loves it. The weird thing about Game Pass, too, is, like, I don't know that that's great for the game industry. Like, it's... No. It is great for the people using it now, currently. But, like, everything I've ever seen on it is, like, somebody saying, like, oh, it's great. And then, but anytime I see anybody break down numbers on it, they're like, everybody's like, I have no idea how this makes money. Like, it, it's like Netflix. It's I was like, just about to say, it's like Netflix where everybody looks at the budgets. They're like, see, everybody loves Netflix. Everybody's on it. It's worth a lot. And then like yeah. every time you're like, but here's the amount they spend on making stuff. Here's the amount they spend on licenses. Here's the amount they spend. And they charge they're, you $15. And everyone's like, like this, billions of dollars in debt. They're right? like, this it's can't like, make money. And it's like, correct. It doesn't matter. Right. Like that's. That's what Game Pass is doing right now, and I don't understand how it works. <laughs> like, right. 
it's um, yeah that yeah it's like that you know it, like you said it, it's exa- i mean to me it's you know i know it's not the exact same but it's not that dissimilar from streaming right where like you give me in tw- 2008 you go H- hbo max not even all the other ones you just go here's hbo max and it's like what is it literally every fucking movie you can think of that has ever existed at your fingertips plus new shows plus comedies everything you want at on your phone in your TV, right? And you go, holy shit, right? And it, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's like that. But it's like it's not sustainable because they're all in debt. Hulu's never made a profit. Netflix is like billions of dollars in debt. Um, it's all just fake, right? You just go like, so then what? Who is doing well? Where's the where is the success in this? Right, like where's the success? And then also like, one, it's like where's the success? But two, like the CEOs and like. Everybody that works for Netflix has got to be making money, right? Like, the people that make the movies for Netflix are making money. So, yeah. like, where's all this debt going? <laughs> is, this like a, is this, like, a big emperor's new new clothes shit? Where you, I'm going to go to Reed Hastings' house at Netflix Central, and he's gonna, I'm going to open the bank vault, and it's just going to be, like, moths flying out, right? <laughs> like, it's all a fugazi. It's all just been a, char- a charade. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't get it. Like, when it... Who is coming to collect, right? Like, right. Like, if I stop, if I'm in debt on my house and I quit making payments or I just keep losing money, they come take the house. Who is coming to collect on Netflix? Like, right. It's fucking uh, Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. <laughs> call it. Um, call it. Call it Reed Hastings. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't understand, like, the, how it keeps going. Um, and that same thing is what I was saying about Game Pass. And then uh, larger, even larger scale, as far as them buying Activision, I don't understand, like, this shit's just bad for, like, anything. Give me any medium, right? Like, fucking music. And if you told me fucking Universal bought every fucking label and then fuck, you know what I mean? Like, at some point you're like, wow, this is no good anymore because there's no competition, right? Right, yeah. Forza, I I watched a video comparing Forza and Gran Turismo, right? And it was basically saying, like, Gran Turismo was the pioneer. Like, Gran Turismo started racing games being taken serious. And Gran Turismo, for, like, the first two or three years, or not first two or three years, but the first two or three games, like, kept improving leaps and bounds. And they're like, fuck, like, Gran Turismo's crazy, right? And then Forza came out, and then Forza came out right at the time that Gran Turismo started, like, kind of just, uh, I was going to say stabilized, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Like, getting it's stale. Like, uh, stale. They're slacking, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're getting stale, right? And so Forza all of a sudden started improving, starting improving, and they're like, fuck. People are like, well, fuck, Forza's legit. Like, around the time that I played Forza, I don't know for sure, but this video I saw seemed to say that Forza Motorsport 3 and 4 were the ones that people were like, that shit was the peak. Um, not that they'd necessarily gotten worse, but compared to what we know, like, that is the peak, right? Like, right. It, all of a sudden it jumped up to greatness. And while it may still be very good, and even maybe not worse, but that, that significant jump, that's when it happened. And that's actually when I played Forza. Um and they've said, at least in this video, that, like, recently it's all, like, it, it, Forza's starting to get stale. Like, people are starting to not like the motorsport games. Horizon was great when it first came out, and now it's, like, it's not bad, but it's just getting stale, right? It's, like, I, right, I've right. played this game before. 
And so they were talking about, like, now Gran Turismo coming back might be the thing. Because GT Sport, what they did was they put such an emphasis on, like, multiplayer. Like, racing against people online. Having a ranked system to race people. And it was incredible. And so, like, maybe not graphically it's any better. But, like, they've put forth such an effort in one thing that it has changed the genre a little bit. You know what I mean? As much as it can in something that's been refined for years. But, like, in any any medium, any genre, anything, like, you need to have competition. NBA Live was the only thing that was worth fucking playing. 2K finally came out. They battled for a short period of time. NBA Live mm-hmm. fell off. 2K just ran away with it. And now people are like, 2K is fucking awful. Like, yeah. it, it's just a fucking scam because they're the only ones that anybody gives a shit about. Right. Madden is terrible because they're yeah, the man, only the ones. Child of that, because yeah. fucking EA is the only one with a license to the NFL, so they're the only ones that can make the game, so they don't have to make it any better. Because people are gonna buy it if you want to play an NFL game. So like it's it's you just need to have competition, and anytime competition, you know what I mean. Like anytime there's less competition, it causes a problem. So as these. Right bigger studios just start buying up the smaller ones. You know what I mean? Like, everything homogenizes a little bit, and yeah. now there's more, there's less people to worry about, right? Like, right. Activision doesn't have to worry as much about anybody else, because, like, fuck, Microsoft bought us. Like, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? We're fucking Yeah, it's like, I don't give a shit. Why should I make the yeah, good movie? Yeah, roll out Call of Duty, you know. Which they Call have. Duty, Modern Warfare 4, 3, The right? last three, the last, like, two or three battlefields have been awful, and then Call of Duty's just gotten stagnant. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah. People are bitching about Vanguard. Like, they're like, this is trash. To the point that I'm pretty sure I heard that COD is, like, moving up their next release. Like, like they they make one every year, and, like, they were like, we can't wait a whole year on Vanguard. We can't do it. We'll go under. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's how bad it is. And it's just... Yeah. That's all... And I, wa- I played that World War II one. I think it was a piece of crap. That World War II one was dog shit. But... The next one that came out, I believe, was Modern Warfare because World War II was such dog shit. And I was like, oh, that's good. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I think all the historic ones are kind of dog shit now. We've had too many. Like, how many times can I see an M1 Grand and be like, oh, this is new? Like, fuck Yeah, every you, time God. I hear that, clink. Yeah, like, oh, I got it. This is one of these again. Clink. Yeah. Oh, God. And I fucking... God damn it, bro. Every time... Every time there's an MP40 in a game, it's a fucking problem. And the reason why is because the MP40 was actually a fucking problem in real life. So, like, <laughs> it's broken every game. And I'm like, oh, yes. It, it broke for the real world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but, yeah. So, that's... Uh, that's Anyways, gaming-wise, I just don't think it's good. I don't think it's good for all these companies to just be buying up shit. No, yeah. Um, I totally agree. I agree. Yep. It's the same thing, you know, with Disney and all them. It's right. just, like, Disney, it's not good for Disney's anybody. like, I'm going to buy ESPN. I'm going to yeah. yeah, like, have my hands in all of it. And they're like, cool. Well, who's ever going to stop Disney from doing what they want? Right. And people are so short-sighted. Like, yes, like, uh, the cable cutting thing, right? Everybody was like, oh, shit's great. I don't need cable anymore. And now it's like, well, yeah, but now everybody's charging you fucking $15 for their service. And you're paying more than you did for cable, and you're paying it in, like, eight different places. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. It's so yeah. much more a pain in the ass than cable. You know what I mean? Like, it's, fuck. Like, at this point, you're like, fuck, maybe I should just go back to cable. Like, I don't have to worry about <laughs> fucking figuring out which, uh. oh, my God. I, 
Kaylin wanted to watch the first episode of fucking Yellowstone, I think. Yeah. And she watched it on Paramount. Paramount Plus, yeah. No. Not Paramount Plus? Just regular Paramount? She watched the first episode on Paramount Plus. Sorry, she watched the first episode. Went to watch the second one. It was like, not available. I looked it up. It's like, no. You have to have cable because that's on Paramount. And we don't offer this on Paramount Plus. I was like, get the fuck out of my face. Oh, my God. Well, this is what they were saying. They were like, the reason that um, Showtime, no, Showtime produced a show, the reason they haven't been able to capitalize off of it, I think it's Yellowstone. I I forget it because it's like, oh, they create, they made it, but the lights, the rights are licensed out to CBS. So you got to watch Paramount Plus to get the show that the sequel will then be back on Showtime. So for you to get the sequel on Showtime, you have to get Paramount Plus to get the first one. And it's like, dude, like, but I guess Yellowstone when it was first made was like made to air live. So like, like that was the rules or whatever. Yeah. So you have to have a cable subscription that has Paramount so that you can watch it. Like Paramount Plus, the streaming service does not have the rights to yeah. the first season. I was like, this shit's so out of hand. Like, now I'm like, nah, bring Cable back, bro. Cable's gotta come and just fucking consolidate all this for me and just fucking <laughs> make it easier again. Like, I, we're out of control. Um, I, um, I was watching the football game this past Sunday and the thing happened again, which hadn't happened, I think, all season. I somehow had avoided watching many commercials where you're watching it and they show commercials for TV shows that I... Have never heard of in my life. <laughs> like I was like the new season of My Wife Hates Me with you know Jimmy Smith and it's like him crossing his arms or something. And it's like the f- new seat. Did you mean new series? What do you mean new season? What is this? Like this is our who are these season, people? That season four premiere. Right. I mean, like I was telling my friend Andy who came over to watch the game with us. I was like, dude, like you know, we talk about you know City Night last weekend. We watched Reservation Dogs, the whole series, all in one. Like in a day and a half. And I was like, you know, people tweet about it often and I tweet about it and I've talked about it and stuff. I think people watch, more people watch one episode of whatever dog shit CBS show is on on Tuesday night than they have in the entirety of Reservation Dogs. And the entirety of, I think, like most of, on that, all FX shows on Hulu and stuff, right? Right. You know, Succession, people tweet about it all the time or Euphoria or whatever, but nobody watches that. Everybody's watching, you know, my wife hates me and is fucking the neighbor (laughs) this Sunday on CBS. And it's like, Jesus Christ. like (laughs) My shitty neighbor. But then also, don't forget that you have, like, season 45 of Family Guy. Like, like, like there's, like, a dichotomy (laughs) of it's, like, some random shit nobody's ever heard of. And this thing from, like, 30 years ago that's that's just pushing out. Exactly. I will say, we can finish off the episode with this, but... I was telling Sydney a couple months ago. I was like, Sydney. She goes like, yeah. I was like, Sydney. I am a person who still watches the new episodes of Family Guy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, she goes, please don't tell anybody that. That's very embarrassing. <laughs> and I was like, it, I was like, all right. And you know what's worse? And she's like, what? And I was like. I think they're really funny. I think they're so funny. I think it's the funniest. I think I laugh more per Family Guy episode every week every week than I do on most prestige comedies. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so then our friend Andy was over, or I was telling we were out somewhere, and I was telling him, I was like, you want to hear something funny? And Cindy's like, oh, my God, shut the fuck up. And I was like, Andy, I still watch Family Guy, like the new episodes. And he goes, oh, my God. And they're both cracking up, making fun of me. And then last week, Andy, we you know when he came over to, to watch the game, like I said, when he came over, he's like, I hate you so much 
because I'm watching Family Guy on Hulu now. And it is very funny. And I was like, I told you. I told you, dude. I think it's very funny. I think they find out this perfect equilibrium where, like, if you, Tyler, if you go and watch the latest episode, I promise you'll get at least, like, three, like, pretty good, like, <laughs> like solid laughs. Yeah. Right? Um, which I was telling him, I was like, dude, like, it's, like, the, the one time a week where I'm like, these are real, honest, like, laughs. Right? Where, like, if you watch something, like, on Hulu or on Netflix that's supposed to be, like, a quote, quote, comedy, you might be like, Huh, that's that's clever. That's that's right. that's a good joke, right? Oh, that's that's interesting. That's that's very smart. That's very smart. Funny, but with Family Guy, I get like actual genuine laughs, and so yeah, I feel bad because I do that, and like I don't. <laughs> I used to not tell people. I'd be like, "What do you guys? You know, you know, you know." I'd be like, what have you been watching recently? Oh, oh, definitely not Family Guy. What do you mean? <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, Remember when they tried to make Cleveland show work? Um, oh yeah that was they did, they had one good episode where they they did like a diehard episode mm-hmm. where he like played like the cop from no no he he played like john mcclain but like that's the only thing i remember from that show yeah well, i need to watch american dad still i've heard i don't know if it's any good anymore um and it, it, yeah like, i was I, just talking yeah I, I was just talking to a friend about that this week um about that about how you know the, the there's like a middle part right around like the mid 2000 like 2010 2009 where like american dad was fucking hilarious it is right. so fucking funny um so I, I i ever since they made the switch to tbs because i think they switched over like in 2015 or 2016 i mean they're still going like the weekend the, the weekend like the act of the singer he wrote an episode like a season or two ago that's amazing for it um so i don't i haven't seen it much since it switched over to tbs but i do remember when it was on fox it being very very funny yeah so, um, but yeah, anyways, yeah. Uh, fucking next week, yo, every week now we're going to add the fucking Family Guy I was, segment. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was like, and then next week I'm going to come in this week on Family Guy. Yeah. Here are my three laughs this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week, you know, this past week, um, Peter got hit in the nuts so hard that his voice became high pitched. And so he joined a choir. So like, <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> Uh, all right so um man do we want to call this episode i feel like some people uh, might be mad <laughs> uh, i don't want to talk about it i can't bro, uh, let's, I, let's, I let's give it a minute let's as, give it a minute or two and then all right we'll so i listened back to last week's episode as i was editing it and i say yeah. in this episode i was like if we lose to Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm going to be very upset. Oh. And I was so upset. Jimmy Garoppolo so tried to let us win. He, he specifically was the guy that got us back in it. It was fucking terrible, dude. Oh, oh my God. It was awful. It was just terrible. Like, it was just like... It was everything. It was, dude. It, it's 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 so bizarre predicting the future because <laughs> I was here. I was here week one. I said here. I said on this podcast. I said I'm gonna enjoy the season. I'm gonna go week to week because I know they will fucking disappoint me and crush my soul. I know it. I know it. I said it then. I said it 20 weeks ago, and then it came true. And it felt so weird being there Sunday, being like, "This yep. is it." Like how? Yeah. <laughs> like how, how does this happen? Resignation, right? Like like right. I was upset. But by like the midway through the second quarter, I was like, "This is right. <laughs> like this is the way." And the thing is, midway through the second quarter, it was sixteen to not sixteen to seven, right? Right. After but it was the Cooper's worst like... sixteen to seven like anything's ever felt, right? Like you, yeah. I've never felt more hopeless, like 
one score down, right? Like, and that shit was fucking awful. But, man, it just, it was a fucking, it hurt. You know what killed me, though? Is that Mm. we we had so many fucking penalties, right? Like, such an unbelievable amount of penalties. Yeah. After the game, I don't know if it was after the game or the next day, but Mike McCarthy, oh, fucking Mike McCarthy, he said... I don't know why the refs didn't just let both teams play. <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. He's talking about, like, that's the that's the language that coaches use, like, when refs in basketball start calling, like, ticky-tack fouls. But, like, we're talking about being offsides. Like, what... Uh, what I was telling my dad was like the natural conclusion to your logic of being like both teams should be allowed to play is that defenses should just be allowed to go off sides and quarterbacks are just getting fucking hammered all game because like <laughs> every defensive player just has like two steps on the <clears throat> offensive line in front of them and so it's like that's such like that's such a nonsensical way to talk about like football penalties it'd be one thing if we were talking about like ticky-tack defensive pass interferences, but, like, we were getting, like, false starts, offsides, neutral zone infraction, hands to the face. It's like, these aren't, like, even, like... It's not like, like we got hit with a bunch of holding calls. You know what I mean? Like, we're right, right. playing, like, dickheads. Well, with one of them, I think they, like... We got, like, got to stop, and then they were like, leave your hands to the face, defense. And I was like, oh, you fucking kidding me. Let me, let me see. And I thought it was And then he's, like, anyway. fucking ripping the dude's helmet off. His like, helmet is 90 degrees! And I was like, how does this happen? How is this happening? How are you this... How is this happening? Like, how is this... How... Every time... They'd be stop and be like, oh, cool, we got five minutes to go. All right. Oh, encroaching. I'm like, dude. Like, literally, like, three times, dude. Bro, I feel like at and... one point we were at, like, second and three, and we had, like, two back-to-back false starts, and ended up at second and 13. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, so, like, I wish... I know it's not possible. I wish you could... You know, because they show, you know, how many... 14 penalties for 70 yards, right? right? But that's not true, right? Because we rush for 10 yards... And it gets called back. That's twenty yards. It should count the yards that you right. gained in the fake play because those are what you're burning. And we, yeah, sure, we probably fourteen penalties for ten yards. But that's that was easily, easily like three two hundred yards. Or something, right, dude. Like I've just like so, shit plays and stops and stuff. It, yeah, it's just what I just remembered the play. So we got two. It wasn't. I think it was. I think it might have been third down. Or some, it might have been second down, third down, I'm not sure. But we got two delay of, or not delay of games, we got two offside penalties, got pushed further back, and then when we went to punt because we couldn't convert, we got bailed out with the fucking roughing the kicker one. Yes, yeah. Which, I mean, it, I say bailed out. They they roughed the shit they, out of them. So it's not, oh, yeah, dude. it wasn't like a like a call that like we shouldn't have got. But, like, my point was, like, we had to rely on a penalty finally going our way to, like, overcome the penalties that we were committing yeah i'd love to i'd love to see how many penalties were committed on third down and then and then like coat like you know on the one hand like if you're a coach and you tell your guys like don't do this and they keep fucking doing it all the time like that's not really the coach's fault right you know what i mean like what is the coach gonna do with the players he was given if he keeps telling them like hey we need to work on this every week and nothing happens it is what it is but 
based on the fact that after a game in which we accumulated so many penalties, he was like, I don't know why the refs were calling so many penalties. I have to believe that the coach just doesn't give a shit. Like, <laughs> he didn't say, like, hey, we need, we, should, we just didn't perform well. He was like, man, these fucking refs, like, get the fuck out of my face. Mike right, and it's, like you, it's, it's up to you to shape them, right? Like, right. I was listening to a podcast this week, and they were like, if you look at this roster, it's, like, insanely talented, and you kind of go, wait, is Jerry Jones, like, a really good GM. Like, is he actually like very good at evaluating talent and like him and the rest of this, of his, you know, uh, department. Cause you go like this squad is very, very talented and they just shit it away. Right. Um, but, <sighs> yeah, man, we, uh, we made a lot of enemies through the course of the season and yeah. the chickens have come home to roost, whatever that's just like, means. like I said, it just, like, I just called it. Right? Yeah, like we knew. Fucking, like, like we knew I, in August. I knew I, in August. I said, "I'm like they're gonna fucking." I was telling people when we beat the when what would it be? It was you and I watched them play the Chargers together, right? right? Week two, yep. and I said, "I was like, you know, enjoy it now because in, in January it's gonna come crashing down." And what the fuck happens? <laughs> come crashing down. It, <laughs> I was just Bruh, so somebody tired. was like, "What do you think about the line against the 49ers? And it was like. Uh, they were asking like whether they should bet on the Cowboys or not, and I was like, "Look, we are way better than the 49ers. I would not bet on us. <laughs> yeah, we're way yeah, like dude. we are a much better team, but I do not feel confident going. I into honestly this game. believe we play them ten times, we win seven times. Honestly, right. we just got fucked in this universe. Maybe, maybe not in the playoffs. I think, yeah, right. I think yes. if we if we put us yeah. in like just a vacuum, you're right, yeah. seven out of ten. Yeah, but like we, we once they hit the four. playoffs, bro, fucking twice we might win. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, how it is, feels now. What does Bumani Jones say? Lemon booty. They get lemon yeah, booty. lemon booty. We got real bad lemon booty, and we. Oh, you know what's devastating? Just to shit on us one more time before I, you know, end the episode. I saw a thing that said out of the sixteen teams <laughs> in the NFC, all of them <laughs> have made a conference championship. Oh yeah. Except, do you know, have you heard, Have you? did you see this one already? No, but it's not going to sound good. It's going to be like the Lions. <laughs> Except for the Lions, the Washington football team, and the Cowboys. Those are the only teams in the past, it was since we won the Super Bowl. Sorry. Since 96, we won, we won the Super Bowl. Since then, the only three teams that haven't made a conference championship are us, Washington, and Detroit. And the choice cursed. And Washington's field tears its quarterback's ACLs. And the stadium, the Washington Stadium's like a fucking dilapidated haunted house. Like it, no. and, and we're in there, right? Like, God damn, that's fucking bad news. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's real rough. Anyways. Well, uh, there's always next year. Well, yeah, well honestly, next. dude, I'm just going to detox. Like, I'm just like, I, I muted... I'm still following the Cowboys on Twitter and Instagram, but I muted them everything. I'm like, I just muted them. Like, I'm not going to watch them. I'm not going to watch clips. I don't want anything. Um, back in 2016, um, the you know, the UNC lost to Villanova on the buzzer beater. And I just couldn't even bring myself to watch, like, any Carolina basketball. Like, I couldn't do it. I was just like, <laughs> it hurt too much. I was like, I can't watch it. And it wasn't until the next season that they started back up that I was like, all right, you know, let's watch the season, right? But that whole spring, summer, the start of the fall – couldn't watch them. Couldn't watch highlights. Couldn't watch plays. Couldn't do. I, I didn't want anything to do with them, and I feel like that's how much to do the Cowboys. I'm not going to watch anything for training camp. I'm not. I might. I mean, I'm going to watch the draft to see you know, who they draft, but that's it. I'm not going to follow it. 
anything. No training camp shit, nothing. It's going to be week one and be like, oh, football's back. Interesting. Like, yeah, let's get back in it. <laughs> Where did that but, come yeah. from? <laughs> oh, it's already time? Oh. Interessante. Interessante. Uh... Hmm. Wowzers. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, that, yeah, I'm not, I can't. Like, this one. At least with the easy. Cowboys, you know you're not going to see it every single year like you do with Villanova. That's, yeah. That that yeah. highlight is every every year. The highlight. Oh, well. <laughs> At this point, dude, I, I used to. Well, well it, it, I think what makes it easier is then you know they won in twenty seventeen, right? Um, right. And so then back then, like I, you know, even in 2017, 2018, I was just like fucking stupid highlight. I don't want to see that bullshit. I, I couldn't mm. even watch it. I couldn't even watch the game. I never. I, to this day, I haven't watched any. No, to this day, up until that point, I hadn't watched the game. Tuesday. But now, <laughs> I do watch the Marcus Page shot. I watch the finale. I don't actually. I kind of turn away or look away when he hits the shot. I just can't bring <laughs> myself. I just can't look at it. But now I like that they were that that game is widely considered like the best title game of all time. That right. it's like that it you know that it's like a it takes two to tango thing where people go like what's the best you know NCAA game of all time or like the best title game or like the best final four games and they all, almost always point back to that one. So I feel proud to be in it now. You know, right. sort of now that people do late lists and you know look back on it and we have 2017, but like. Even 2017 after they won, I just, that whole, dude, like, if you would have shown me, like, that highlight, I probably would have puked, like, right in front of me. <laughs> that, <it's, laughs> yeah, from oh, from, April, from April 2016 <laughs> through April 2017, if you show me that clip of, of um, um, what is his name? Oh, my God. I know his name because it's burning my brain, but I can't remember it. Uh, the trailer was, it's, it was Ryan Archie Diacono. He does, he does a dump off pass to Chris Jenkins. Chris, Chris Jenkins. Jenkins. Yeah. I would puke. I probably puke and probably like start drop to, like, to your knees, vomit. Yeah. I, I probably looked at the sky. I looked like that. Um, the Larry David, you know, where he's like, oh, oh, oh like, <laughs> down. That's me. The Larry David gif, like of him passing out. That was me back then. But uh, of course, now unless the Cowboys win the Super Bowl next year, this is just like, like this is what. Oh, this is fucking suck. This is worse than 2016 because at least in 2016, I go well. You know, Zeke and Dak are rookies. They're fresh. We'll be back next year. Our offensive line is so great. We're fucking back, right? 2014, I go, well, you know, Dez, Tony's still in his prime. Dez is coming back. Boom, we're good. 2007, it's like, Roman was just starting. We're just getting started, right? But then now I'm like, but... that was probably Zeke's last game. Why would they bring him back? They got Tony Pollard at a cheap price. And, I mean, we got um, Micah Parsons, but then, like, Randy Gregory's gone, and then a bunch of other guys are going to be gone. So, it's like... Well, Randy Gregory being gone might be a might be a blessing in disguise. He just wasn't... He wasn't the same after he came back from COVID. Before well, COVID, I, he was fucking... But, I mean, he's it. always been super penalty prone. Um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, anyways, Cowboys are fucking trash. Everybody else can shit on us. That, that's, a, that's a fact. Um, but yeah, I just felt like we would do a disservice to the people listening if we didn't have to. Right. You uh, show me that quarterback draw, I'm going to puke on you. <laughs> Look, the quarterback draw, I actually don't think was that bad of a play call. I know everyone No, because they are, if we would have had a timeout, that's a perfect play. Because he's Honestly, fast. even without, well, see, here's my thing. This is, and, you know, uh, to me, that is Dak's fault. Like, Dak needs to know that that play call comes in, like, I, he should know exactly how much time on the clock when he has to slide. You know what right. I mean? And right, like, right, right. He may have and the gotten... rest of the team should too. Like the right. rest of the team needs to sprint. Like as soon as he takes off, I, mean, I don't know if they can because of the weird shit. Like right, I think no, I whatever. think the rest of the team was basically on point. 
Like I, because the the very last thing that happens is the ref has to touch the ball. The moment mm-hmm. he touches it, they hike it. He spikes it, but it's too late. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, like, I think that's the issue is that he he had to know like regardless of whether you're going to get three, four more yards, like you have to go down when you have to go down for this to work. And I think he just didn't. You know what I mean? I think it was yeah. just a miscommunication. But it, my whole point is that like. If if he had gone, if he had slid three yards earlier and we got the spike off, and instead of having to throw a Hail Mary, we only have to get 30 yards or whatever it was, and we get it, that draw seems like a straight fucking genius play. Right? right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people yeah. are talking about that draw like uh, goddamn Vince Lombardi came up with it. You know right. what I mean? So that's why I'm like, I don't think I can place it on the play call. Like, it... It should have worked. It did work. We just executed it slightly poorly. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it, even in the two passes before, like, he fucking zipped it right on the sidelines, right? Right. Like, we got from, like, the 25 over to, like, the 50 or 40, like, in two plays without skipping a beat, without having to spike it or anything. Yeah. So... I mean, I do think some of that is... I don't know what the fuck the 49ers are doing. They were just, like... They, they were not guarding the sidelines at all. Like, I don't know what the fuck that <laughs> right. was. I remember them even talking about it. They're like, what the fuck are the 49ers doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I said, I, well, I was thinking, I was like, so people was like, oh, but the game for me at that point, I was like, it's over. Like, even that miracle bit where they had like 40 seconds to go, that for me, like, that doesn't, that was over because they had a chance before. They had two minutes and 30 seconds, right. three timeouts, and the two minute warning to go 80 yards, and they fucking farted all over themselves yeah. and they fucking pissed and shit all over themselves so like i that at that point it's like no don't be like well you know they had to pretend they didn't have much of a chance because they didn't have time else it's like no they had the perfect make a break here's how you become a legend moment two and a yeah. half minutes tom brady style three timeouts and they fucking shit themselves so that's yeah, that's what it is what it is but anyway but yeah i didn't want to talk about it because it fucking sucks but <laughs> <sighs> yeah so uh, that's the episode for this week. Uh, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at T-Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Evercaster92 puking myself over there. <laughs> Your profile picture is just you covered in vomit. Uh, it's um, a Larry David gif. I'm going to uh, NFT that. NFT that. Yeah, so the, <laughs> that that is you and you only. Um, <laughs> so fucking stupid. Um, if you want to catch the podcast directly, you can catch us at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email us directly, differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace. See you.